Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, Sister Becky Arunga will talk about sea salvation during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Emmanuel Sunday talk about alcohol and diet. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. To start off, here's Doc's Church Choir with the song, Simameni.
And I'm glad that you're still keeping me company. Here's this health segment by Emmanuel Sunday. Welcome. Hello and welcome to our health slots. In our program today, we're going to talk about alcohol and diet. When rats on a junk food diet were given the choice of water or 10% alcohol solution, they chose to drink five times more alcohol solution than a paired group of rats fed a vegetarian diet. After symbolizing the diet for 10 weeks, the rats on the popular U.S. diet were consuming an average of over 40 milliliters of 10% alcohol of 100 grams body weight per week. They were switched to the vegetarian diet. Within one week, the alcohol consumption had decreased to less than 5 milliliters. On certain diets, the alcohol consumption could be doubled by simply adding coffee and quadrupled when both coffee and spices were added. Both population studies and laboratory experimentation indicate that such frequently used items as coffee, tea, spices, and sugars can increase the consumption of alcohol and lead to irritability, confusion, persecution, complex, and emotional instability. Animal studies, other than the one described above, indicate a similar association between stimulating but poor diet and an unwillingness to use tobacco. Alcohol and tobacco both increase the excretion of vitamin B1 in the urine. It could be a factor that causes cravings. Persons who use vegetarian diets are not usually fond of wines and strong drinks. We can now give several guidelines that will help the alcoholic, the overweight person, or the drug user to free himself from a craving. Abstinence from coffee, colors, tea, and refined sugar. Country life with physical labor. Total abstinence from junk foods, animal food products, drugs, and tobacco and a balanced diet free from spices and fermented foods. The disease and suffering that everywhere prevail are largely due to popular errors in regard to diet. What we eat and drink today walks and talks tomorrow. By carefully heeding the following instructions, you may avoid many illnesses. First, eat largely of fruits and vegetables prepared in a natural yet tasty way. Fruits generally should be nicely ripened but never spoiled. Also, vary your diet from meal to meal. But don't eat too many varieties at any one meal. Keep both the meals and the dishes simple. It's best not to use fruits and vegetables at the same meal or foods that contain combinations of milk and eggs, milk and sugar, or eggs and sugar. These combinations tend to cause mental dullness. Milk-sugar-egg combinations greatly increase the risk of gallstones and increased cholesterol. Use more of the whole grains as whole green bread, rye bread, and oatmeal, unless food prepared from refined white flour or bolted cornmeal. Cooked cereals are better than the boxed dry cereals, except for granola made without honey or sugar. Cook rolled oats about 60 to 90 minutes and rice, 
wheat and corn grits two and a half to three hours to entirely hydrolyze the starch. Long cooking may prevent allergies, headaches, dizziness, and such like. Also, limit rich foods keeping sugars to about three teaspoons daily, salt to about a half teaspoon, and oil to about two tablespoons. Avoid spices, greases, especially lard, fried foods, baking powder, and soda and vinegar. Fruit, juices, and fermented foods as well should be avoided. Remember that vitamin and mineral preparations or concentrated proteins such as heavy meat substitutes and dried milk products are likely to irritate the stomach. Eat at the same meal time daily and allow at least five hours from the end of one meal to the beginning of the next. The digestive functions are accurately timed and do the most efficient work when kept on a regular schedule. The interdigestive phase characterized by a slow, long peristaltic action and different pattern of secretion occurs between the meals and at night, providing the stomach and small bowel are entirely empty. This function protects against cancers, ulcers, and other general diseases. Stagnation in the stomach is one of the commonest causes of ulcers and gastritis. Don't eat even a peanut between meals. Eating between meals slows stomach emptying, giving time for the partially digested food already in the stomach to ferment and abolishing the interdigestive phase. Eat a substantial breakfast which should more nearly correspond to the largest meal of the day. If eaten at all, supper should be light and these two or three hours or more before retiring to bed. Eat all you need to maintain health and enjoy your food, but don't overeat. Too much food dulls and depresses the mind, causing disease and fatigue and shortness and a shorter life. Most people could get by with one half or two thirds less than they presently consume. Eating slowly and chewing your food thoroughly will increase the enjoyment as well as the nutritional benefits derived from it. Mealtime should be pleasant and unhurried. Take small bites about third spoon or third forkful. Drink enough water daily. Skip one to four meals periodically. Fasting is an aid in educating the appetite and a rehearsal in self-control. Thank you for tuning in and God bless you. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm my presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Like I promise, here is a song, Wanawali, by Doc's Church Choir.
It is now time to get a spiritual nourishment from Sister Becky Arunga. Be blessed. I am most grateful that you found time to be in God's presence. And as we are studying, we see Jesus Christ manifested in our lives. We see God taking the form of mankind. And we see John the Baptist giving a witness as to the exact role of the Messiah, who is the Son of God. I am Becky Arunga. I invite us to pray. Oh Lord, thank you. Our hearts are filled with gladness, for you have made us so. You have invited us in your presence to pray and study your word. God, I pray that you may help us to preserve this time and set it aside that we may commune with you daily. Glory and honor be unto your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Now God is inviting us to a life worthy of the higher calling, of making personal choices and decisions to follow him. And when we choose to follow Christ, things change in our lives. We do not be the same again. And I love us to read John chapter 1, reading from verse 35. The call of the first disciples as given by John. 
Again the next day John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus he walked as he walked he said behold the lamb of god the two disciples heard him speak and they followed jesus then jesus turned and seeing them following said to them what do you seek they said to him rabbi which to say when translated teacher where are you staying he said to them come and see they came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day now it was about the 10th hour one of the two who had John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother he first found his own brother Simon and said to him we have found the messiah which is translated the christ and he brought him to Jesus now when Jesus looked at him he said you are Simon the son of Jonah you shall be called Cephas which is translated a stone i find this account to be filled with scenes of mission of the concept of saving souls the concept of evangelizing of making known the gospel truth the first missionary we find is John the Baptist him he looks at Jesus and gives a true testimony of who Christ is by saying behold the lamb of god he is inviting people to behold or rather to look upon Jesus to look at the lamb of god And in the mind of an Israelite being well acquainted with the sacrificial system the word lamb brought out a lot of joy because they knew that it is through the lamb that their sins were forgiven so when John says behold the lamb of god that testimony of John was sufficient as a way of preaching the gospel now second when the disciples hear John's testimony they immediately follow Jesus they have been directed to the one who can save and so they made a choice to follow Christ but Christ still wanted to know the true intention of their choice and is asking them what do you seek and they told Christ where do you stay they wanted to know where this man this lamb of god was staying but instead of Christ Jesus telling them i stay in this particular place he simply told them follow me because with experience you will not need someone to give you direction you are able to know it and even in your christian work you do not need anyone to give you rules of do's and don'ts you simply need to follow christ and in the process you shall know what he does in the process you shall know what he requires of you And so when the disciples went and saw what they did is they stayed and remained with him that day. It is interesting that they had never met him before, but when John gave the testimony of him as the lamb of God, they followed him and asked him where he stayed. When they were invited to follow father and see, that is exactly what they do. And I am certain what they saw made them so happy that they desire to stay even longer and it happened that when one of the two was called Andrew and Andrew having stayed and seeing what the lamb of god had he thought it wasn't wise to stay with it on himself when he went he called his brother who was called Simon and he went and told the brother we have found the messiah we have found the christ Andrew didn't keep it to himself he made it known to his brother that the messiah could be found and when the brother 
heard of it, he too went to Jesus. Interestingly, Jesus had met the first two disciples. But upon meeting Peter, he does something. He tells him, you're Simon, but from this day you shall be called Peter. That never happened in the first two disciples, but it did happen with Peter. And it just brings to view that it matters not what position the person who comes after you is given, or rather whether it appears as if they have a favor. What happens is as long as you are in God's presence, he has carved out something for you. He has called some to be apostles, some to be evangelists, some to be encouragers, some to be teachers, some in the hospitality department. And so all of this is for the edification of the church. All of this is for the sake of the gospel. And each one of us has been called to a life of service. Each one of us has been called to a life of giving people a chance to be with the master. And so beloved of God. This day, your role still remains. Come and see. Jesus is inviting you. At one instant, he told them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now today, he is saying, come and see. You have heard someone giving a testimony of Christ Jesus. You have heard someone saying, this is what happened to me when I believed in Christ. But apart from that person's testimony, Apart from you relying on it, Jesus inviting you to come and see. Child of God, I also am inviting you. Come and see. Because as Psalm 34 verse 8 says, All taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is he who trusts in him. I also invite you, for I have tasted the goodness of God, and I know that it is good. I have tasted of the beauty and the love of God, and I know that it is good. One thing remains. Those who trust in God are like Mount Zion. They cannot be shaken. Jesus is calling you. Are you willing to be a missionary? Are you willing to be a reaper? Where are the reapers? That is the question. Who is going to bear the message far and wide to call people? And make them know that Jesus is coming again. It is your role. It is my role. Allow Christ to use you. It is difficult, but we can pray about it. Let us pray. O Lord, our Father, we see in your word that you have invited us to participate in the work of saving souls. That right from the very beginning, it has always been your desire that in our lives, by action, by speech, by deed, even by omission, man shall come to the knowledge of truth. God, we have been slack in doing this task. We feel inadequate. But Father, we know that you can give us strength just as we are, Lord. We present ourselves this day. God, you know how my dear listener is struggling with mission, wondering what to do in your kingdom. But Father, I know that you know all things and you know the struggles that are in our hearts. How I pray that this one more time you may give us strength that we may do the work that our hands may find to do for in a little while, we are all going home. Thank you 
for your loving kindness and for your word of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it has been a most beautiful experience knowing that God has called you to participate in mission. Now, I pray that you may find a soul to minister to, either by literature, by praying, by visiting them, by ministering to their needs in any way. May God enable you to do that. In Jesus' name. Till we meet again, be blessed. I hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been your host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mandi.
Hata kwenye afya Tupati aji Ya churuli mapito ya zamani Sio nipo zetu Sio kwa ibada Si kwa nyami zetu Katika mawazi Hata kwenye afya Tupati aji Ya churuli mapito ya zamani 